This is the Welcome to Perth podcast, showcasing the stories behind our events, entertainment and lifestyle. These are the stories of how they came to be and what the future has in coming. Alrighty, we're here with Adam Kappenkoff, uh, the owner of uh, Market Grounds. Uh, this is going to be a long list actually, the peach bit. Scarborough yep. Beach Bar, yep. Squires in Mar- on Murray Street in the city, yep. uh, General Squire, and then you've got Dirty Nellies in Shafto Lane, yep. and then you've got the Duke. You've done well. Yeah, that's north well, of Jim. the river yep. with some, uh, some Eng- English soccer fans like to go there to watch. Yeah. few up there, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just a suburban pub up there. Yeah, so, and um, then it, have, I na- have I nailed all of them? I think so, yeah. And then Sounds good to me. There's one more maybe on the cards. Can we speak about that yet? Or is yeah, that... yeah, we, yeah, we can. So we obviously love Scarborough. Um, so we're, we're doing another one in, in Scarborough. It's called a Galway Hooker. I it's like a boat it. yeah. as well, just to let you know. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's kind of a, an Irish pub. So for us, it's, you know, hopefully it's a next generation of Irish pubs. So um, we're building, transporting and fully fitting out a tenancy in Scarborough. It's actually right next to the lookout. Um, Whereabouts from, from the lookout? So as you're looking at it from the street level on the right. Yep. Um, so it's right next to it. So and fully that's, just been, that's just been empty for a little while? For about six years. Yeah, so wow. yeah, it's been just sitting there. Um, so they've tried to get a few people in there, which hasn't worked, and then um, had a chat to us, and um, yeah, we looked at it. So it'll be you know fully authentic Irish pub, but hopefully the next generation of, of kind of food and beverage offerings. So we're pretty excited about that one. Yeah, um, and, and so you said building and bringing it over, so building it, in Ireland? Yeah, so we, we work with a company called Gemmel Griffin and Dunbar. So we actually did Dirty Nellies with them 20 years ago. Um, so we gave them a call and we said, look, we're doing a pub um, in Scarborough, but it's 20 years down the track. Do you guys still exist, first of all? <laughs> um, and this is what we want to do. And, and they were really good. So they kind of design, um, do a lot of the cabinetry work and joinery work and, and kind of all the bric-a-brac. So everything that gives it that authenticity um, that's what they do. So, yeah. so we're yeah, pretty excited to work with them and um, it looks like maybe October, maybe November we'll get going. So just in time for summer. I love it. So, so we're pretty excited. Uh, so cla- like a classic Irish pub. So sport will be up there, soccer yeah. playing. Yep. Yeah, so, so look, we, we, wanna, we love Irish pubs because they're kind of an extension of people's lounge rooms. They're really comfortable spaces. So you'll walk in and, and hopefully it'll look pretty similar to Dirty's in a way. So yeah. super comfortable, you know, booth seats. There's a snug at the end of the bar. Um, there's an alfresco space. Um, it's a lot of different areas within there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, sports, heaps of live music. Um, we've got a Guinness only cool room. So there'll be a cool room where we just oh, wow. have our Guinness stored so it's at the perfect temperature. There's a separate super chiller, yeah. separate glass washer for the Guinness. So we're trying to pull the best Guinness we can. Yeah. Um, big Irish whiskey selection as well. Um, you know, big, big gin and tonic menu, which is, which is big in the UK and Ireland. Um, and and a and a pretty cool bespoke cocktail list. So definitely an Irish pub, but hopefully yeah. next generation of offering and and the food will be a big part of it as well. So yeah, we it's actually kind of a pub we'd love to go to yeah. personally. So good area down in get, down yeah, in Scarborough. Yeah, and so Scarborough beach, beach Bar. Better on the beach. <laughs> you only took Scarborough Beach Bar over a few months ago. Yeah. So we took it over in November and then just ran it through summer and then shut it down for a couple of weeks. So. Uh, did a refit, kind of inspired by some, some of the travels we've done. So, yep. um, Which is an awesome view there yeah, as well. So you're yeah. a big fan of, obviously, the Scarborough area. You see that 
as being a, yeah. a really good hotspot. Yeah, or? We, we like Scarborough. So we, I, I lived in Scarborough for about six years. So and then when I before that, um, I lived in City Beach. So I've always been around the area, and yeah. we just think the Esplanade. I, I guess where it's positioned in the next five or ten years is for growth. Yeah. Um, and it's also it's looked at as a, a bit of a precinct now, whereas before it definitely wasn't. So yeah. you know, it's built up. There's a few more people that live around the area. Um, there's a few offerings for people, so they don't have to come to our joint. They can go to Peter's by the Sea, or they can go to the Lookout, or they can do whatever they like. Yeah. But they've got some options, um, and you can go to the beach as well, which is the best yeah. part of it. So, yeah, they've done, um, done a good a renovation there, haven't they? Yeah, that nice done well. grass mold and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, very nice. I yeah. actually live around the corner, so yeah, I know I'll, you do, yeah. I'll be popping in yeah. just for a few. Um, well, let's reverse it uh, to the very beginning. Um, so, how you got in this position and um, yeah, what transpired. So I know I've met your dad before. He's a real entertaining character and a, and a hardworking man. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he was originally not from here. So yeah, no. why, why did he come here and where is he from? So Danny, he's actually his real name's Dragon, <laughs> but we call him Danny because no one could say Dragon when he came from from Macedonia. So he's from Macedonia. Yeah. Um, so he came in the early seventies. So. Mm -hmm. um, he was one of three kids and, and his uh, uncle actually lived here at that time. So dad was in Macedonia and he was like, what am I going to do here? And he goes, oh, I'll go on a holiday and I'll go have a look and see what mm -hmm. it's all about. So he came over. How old was he at this point? He was maybe 21 or 22. Yeah, so he was okay. just a young buck yeah, trying to find checking his way. things out. Just having a look. So he, he came over and uh, he loved it. You know, mm -hmm. he, he had a, a really good time. So then he got to like 24. 25 and he was like look I need to go home and get a wife mm -hmm. so he went back to Macedonia yeah. and then found my lucky mother yeah she doesn't say she's lucky but <laughs> they got married and yeah. then they came back over so so they kind of owned their first pub in, in 1977 out in Narambina in the country yeah um, I guess they needed to start a new life um, so they for one reason or another all the Macedonians in Perth or a lot of them when they came they all kind of knew each other and they all got involved in pubs guess they like drinking and they yeah. like being around people so they thought yeah. we could do it yeah and good business to have yeah, yeah it's great business so they started in Narrabeen um really tough for them though like mm. they you know didn't know much English um mm. people in Narrabeen hadn't seen anyone from <laughs> anywhere but Narrabeen yeah. so you know it was a, a big leap of faith for them but they worked their backside off and then kind of worked through different um different venues over the years so they went to Narrabeen then they came back to the city and they had this the Swanbourne Hotel yeah. for a while, the old Swanee, which is was a beautiful pub. So, and that, so the Narrabeen pub made a bit of money off that one to be able to yeah. go to Swanbourne. How, how long were they at Narrabeen, roughly? Uh, they were in Narrabeen for about three years. Yeah. And then they went uh, they went to the Swanee and they had a little lease there for a few years. Yeah. Um, and then they bought the Meriden, Meriden Oasis Hotel. Yeah. Um, and so that's, a com that's accommodation as well as... Yeah. 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 So that was... Um, and, and farming was super successful back there. And they said the, the people were beautiful out there. But, mm. you know, motel, pub, restaurant, they, they ran the whole thing. Yeah. And they did that for a few years. Yeah. Um, and then they moved to Perth and, and had a couple of pubs then. And then they went to the Woodvale Tavern. So they bought the Woodvale Tavern. Yeah. yeah. It's a big suburban pub which, we, which they lease out now. Um, which they ran for a so long they, so, time. Yeah, so they, they bought it outright? Yeah, they yeah. bought it outright, yeah. So, so they, they, oh, they're obviously, you know, really operating well. Yeah. Um, to be able to keep sort of, I guess, upgrading to, to the next one. Yeah. And why do you think that was from their food offerings or their service? Or? Yeah, I think they just worked their, their backside off. So my, my old boy and, and mum, um, you know, they get to work pretty early and they leave pretty late mm. every single day. So they worked really hard and they started with nothing and then 
worked really hard to have something mm. and then they kind of you know they scaled up a little bit and, and just kept trying to build so um i think it, look it was just pubs are about having a great public and then and and, and my dad's a bit of a character so yeah. he's, he's pretty pretty good at that yeah um and mum would you know kind of look after the food and kitchen side of things so that was best cooks my mum yeah yeah so that was really good as well so they kind of worked as a team uh really well together and they, and they just worked hard mm. so worked really hard and then just kind of kept building slowly they never um kind of took too many risks they just go look this is what we can do and then this is the next step yeah uh, and they kept doing it so yeah they did an amazing job yeah like, that's you know, awesome they worked um Shit, they worked hard. Mm. So yeah, good on them. And then, uh, when did the when did their little family come along? So where did you pop up <laughs> so all of I'm a sudden? The, I'm the youngest of three boys. Yeah. So I'm the the mistake. Yep. So there was two. So my <laughs> oldest brother's Rob. Yeah. Uh, he's a little bit older than me. So he's actually 13 years older than me. Yep. And then there was Costa, the troubled middle child. Yep. So he was there. The, the and then they were done. Yep. Then they were done. And then something happened one night, obviously, and then... <laughs> the um, publican was obviously yeah, enjoying yeah, a few yeah, beers. And, yeah, he had a few froppies, and then that was it. So, <laughs> so then I, good. I came along a few years later. So um, so then there's three boys. Poor mum. Yeah. Got three boys. Yeah. So so is that one of her biggest regrets? She never got to... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll I don't know. We'll she, not, she doesn't know any different. So she's <laughs> she's just... Uh, she's got three boys. She's got some granddaughters now, though, which okay, is good. Cool. So she's got three three granddaughters, three um, grand uh, grand boys. So yeah. she's... Um, grandson so she's uh she's happy with that and there's yeah. a couple more in the way so and now yeah. and now the, the your mum and your dad are they pretty much retired now do they come into the venues to just to yeah. ch check on things yeah. make sure the food's good yeah, the yeah, publicans very, running very, the correct very show. good at giving their opinion on things yeah. and then they're um very direct with how they give their opinions <laughs> as well which is Macedonian um, which way. is good yeah which yeah. is good so so look we catch up with um, we probably see mum and dad at least two or three times a week. Yeah. Um, we're a pretty close-knit family, so we catch up with dad for a beer at least once a week and just talk a bit of business. Yeah. So everything we do, they know about. Yeah. Um, but the day-to-day -day running of the business, nah, they're, they're, they've got kid grandchildren to look after now. I so love they, it. Um, and, and holidays and, um, and enjoying themselves. So my old man's a little bit like Benjamin Button at the moment. He's, you know, as time goes on, he gets a little bit better. He yeah. gets a bit more. Yeah. He has a few more holidays. So well, he's, a bit more energy probably now more that he's, energy. he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not working. Yeah, he's working got a bit of time. So. crazy hours. Yeah. So uh, yourself and Costa are involved in the business. Mm. The older brother, uh, he's doing his own thing. No, no, no. Rob's in the business as okay, well. So, yep. so Rob's kind of the... Um, he doesn't do as much as he used to. Don't yeah. get me wrong. <laughs> but he's, um, he's kind of the... the he kind of consults back to us a little bit and he's yeah. a bit of a GM for the group and then Costa does a lot of the, the finance and contractual stuff. So I shouldn't probably say this in a public forum, but he's pretty smart. He's pretty switched on. <laughs> so, you know, he knows what he's doing yeah. and, and very good in that space. And I guess Your what do I do? Yeah, I'll probably do more of the operational side of things and, and we work with some really good guys on that mm. and we're really, really lucky to have them. So, yeah, that's kind of how we split our roles and responsibilities at the moment. Um, Was that always the plan? for you boys to come in and take over the business? Did you guys want to be doing different things originally? And then... Oh, that was absolutely not the plan. Like, yeah. that could have been further <laughs> from the plan. So, mum and dad and, uh, were traditional owner-operators that have one pub and, and run one pub, and that was it. And, and they'd do it amazingly well. And then Rob got involved in the family business, so they tried to get him to TAFE and uni, and he was battling, he was like, no chance. So he got involved in pubs. Yeah. Um, so then when Costa was going through school, they were like, you're not allowed in pubs, you've got to do your own thing. Yeah. Uh, so Costa's an oil and gas engineer yeah. by trade, and then he's worked all around the world. And then 
Um, when I was going through school, the same thing. We, we both grew up in pubs, but yeah. we weren't allowed to work in them. Yeah. Besides when we were slave free labour, yeah, you know, doing the glassy <laughs> shift or something. Yeah, um, it's a good way to learn. So then I was a physio for a couple of years, and but again, we grew up in pubs and we'd always mm. been around them. So I went away for I think it was five weeks to Europe, and then I came back and I said, look, I'm not going to do this physio thing for much longer, mm. and um, kind of got back involved in the pubs, and then um, Costa lived in Dubai until a few years ago, and then he said, look, about to have two kids, I'm going to come back. Should I do my own thing or get, again, growing up in pubs, get yeah. back involved? So he decided to get back involved in the pubs. And the trio um, were reunited. Yeah, then, so, but there was definitely no plan. It was just, yeah. just by chance. And how it happened. Just how it happened. And then so when you guys were injected in, uh, yep. there was the Squires uh, yep. and then you had Dirty Nellies as well. Yeah, so, so when I started, it was just the Dirty Nellies and General Squire. Yeah. That were operating. And so I came in, personally anyway, I came in as a, just a, a bartender at General Squire and then yep. had to earn my stripes and then become a supervisor and then become a manager. Um, and then I went to Dirties for a bit and then we kind of looked to, we said we had two and they were going okay. So yep. then we said, look, opportunity to expand. That's when Scarborough was on, coming online. So we looked at, it was a Squire's fortune back then. And yep. then the Duke was happening in the background and it had been happening for a long period of time. Was, so. was the Squire's fortune that was a bar, um, before, I, I don't know what the bar was called before Stanford that. Arms. Oh, okay. Stanford yeah. Arms, yeah. Stanford, a, lot, a lot of people Actually, know about Stanford I, Arms. I've yeah. heard about that bar. Yeah. I didn't know that that's what it was Good called. Place. Uh, dangerous Good place. place. Dangerous <laughs> place, yeah, dangerous place. So, um, so it was the Stanford Arms originally and then I think it got shut down. Like I think the whole of Scarborough got shut down. So it was just sitting there. <laughs> it was a bit of a, it just a got cowboy all, joint. Oh, it just got shut time. down. Macca's got shut down. All the... <laughs> The Lookout Club, eh? whatever, all the good, all the fun places yeah. were shut down. I heard so. that car park was just um, some interesting viewing late at, oh, late at night. Yeah, so. no, no, it was good. And then, so then, a lot more family friendly now. Yeah, it's a bit more family friendly <laughs> now. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the Stanford Arms didn't have a kitchen, so it was just just gas. You yeah. should just serve gas, which is um, good on them. Like, <laughs> that's how to do it if you can. But uh, it was uh, yeah different than what it is now. Yeah, yeah, cool. So then, uh, so then you've done the Duke, and yep. then you've pulled the trigger, Squires. Uh, fortune. Yep. And then, uh, and then what happened from there? Then, so we had four, and we were operating, and, and we were going okay. Again, we just we said, oh look, well, what's the plan for us now? Do we, you know, do you hold and consolidate? And then I guess this opportunity came up at, at Market Ground. So we um, we looked at it. It was a pretty big space. Mm. So we said it's pretty big. Um, there was a little bit of an unknown with. King Square and, and the Alfresco and City Link. It was a bomb site at that mm. time. We didn't know what was going to happen. So um, we originally were in the deal and then we pulled out and we said, oh, look, this is, we just don't know what's going to happen here in the next couple of years. So yeah. we pulled out. Um, and then for whatever circumstance, I came back and we started talking a bit again about how the deal would be structured up and then we struck a deal. So yeah. um, the critical Big moment. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was. We, 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 I'll be honest with you, like we didn't know how it was going to go at the start because mm. we looked at this area of Perth and it wasn't that built up. And the only thing that kept us pretty confident was the fact we had an alfresco space in the city and that we could extend out and we could do something pretty cool with that, we thought. Yeah. But inside of that time, we didn't know what we were going to do. So um, we just knew we had a box in a bomb site. Mm. And so so then we obviously did a bit of research and came up with a market ground, it was Marketo originally, but market grounds concept. And we thought it had legs, and we thought it had. What we liked is it had some different spaces as well. So you'd you know be outside having a beer, 
um, you'd come inside and, and go to the restaurant section. There's some, you know, some interesting spaces upstairs. So it had a few different zones. Yeah. So it wasn't just one style of venue or one room. Yeah. You've got your restaurant upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. You've got your sunken booze. Yeah. A dance floor area outdoor, then outdoor on the other side, yep. and that big large bar that comes around. Yeah. And then you've just built another permanent bar outside as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. We just we threw a bar out there because we couldn't keep up. So yeah. which is um, which is great. We're mm. Lucky in this environment that we're going okay. But so we threw a bar out there, and then we're we're doing some 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 planning now for the end of the year. We're looking at chucking a caravan bar out there as well, which yeah. we're pretty excited about. Um, which might have a few burgers coming out of there as well. So, um, so it, it kind of, um, yeah, we'll, we're stoked with how Market Grounds has gone. Yeah. Um, pretty tough climb. A lot. They're not all going like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been good fun. Mm. It's a uh, yeah. It's definitely an interesting time for hospitality. Mm. So, yeah, it's um, it's been there's been lines out the door. So it's been a real popular popular spot. So yep. well done. Um, yep. And then so. We can expect uh, another outdoor extension come summertime when uh, when it's nice and hot. Yeah, yeah, we're looking to throw it out for about six months if we can this time around. Yeah, so awesome. we'll um, have some different activations out there with different brands. Um, we'll have a caravan. It'll be tight, but we think we'll get there yeah. for the Melbourne Cup. Um, we'll have a roaming swan, so someone that goes out with a, with a jetpack full of beer and fills you up. Um, and we'll have some activities out there as well. So. I think we always looked at Perth and it not having enough alfresco spaces. And like I said before, that's yeah. kind of why we are drawn to it. We said, yeah. there's no beer gardens. There's no no space you can sit outside uh, and enjoy yourself and socialise and have a function and, and whatnot. So um, it's pretty cool. It's close to the arena as well. So, yeah. you know, for big events, we get packed out because you're right here. Yeah, people um, come past from people, the train station yeah, you got, and bus port. That's it, you've got public transport right there. And when you walk down Telethon Ave, you walk straight to the arena. You're not on the road. You're not crossing lights. So you come in and, um, you know, hopefully have a good time and then wander down the arena and then hopefully wander back. And so. then you've also got, obviously, Northbridge and the city. So you've got people, I guess, hitting both both yep. areas um, yep. and can walk there, which is pretty you know, it's never happened before in Perth. No, mm. no, so, no, no. so all come together in the end. So you're pretty nervous when you first opened. Absolutely you, yeah. packing myself. Didn't know so, what was going oh, to be going on. We didn't have a clue. <laughs> we, we were confident that we'd done something that was an okay offering. Yeah. But we, you just don't know sometimes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, oh, we were packing ourselves. Yeah. Um, but then the feedback that we got originally was pretty good, and we we're like, okay, well, we just got to hopefully hold the line and and sort of and just build it and build and build. Yeah, and build yeah. it, and and we were lucky. We kind of got kissed on the proverbial early on with timing. So we yep. opened in middle of December, so it was okay. And yep. then uh, January, we had a bit of arena activity, which helped us. And then February, I think of 18, the city link opened up or the, yep. the, the road linking the tour opened up. So every time we were like, shit, what's going to happen next? We yep. kind of got, uh, uh, you know. A nice little boost. We got a nice little boost yeah. and, and we were lucky with that. So um, yeah, you know, it ended up working out so mm. far, but you know, you got to work Work hard every day, like my old man says. Yeah, yeah, keep working. Uh, And then so future plans, want to expand or consolidate? Where's the uh, the mindset? Yeah, so I think we're, so we've got the Galway Hooker coming up. Um, I think we're in a little phase of consolidation. We've got um, some venues on the beach um, that we like to see probably track a little bit better through winter. Yeah. So winter's obviously a bit harder, but we we reckon there's a bit of work to be done there. we're kind of lucky in a way, though. We've got some venues that are really good in winter and some venues that struggle a bit in winter because of the yep. beach. And so they some, offset each other. They kind of offset each mm. other. So that, that, that's a good 
that's great for us. Yeah. Um, but definitely consolidation. We're just establishing a few more people in head office, which is just up the road on King Street. Yeah. So a little bit more of a marketing and events team to kind of complement. Um, there's a little functions, reservations, and admin team up there. Yeah. Which do an amazing job. Yeah. So just building that up so that if we grow, we grow in a way that we're comfortable with and we're happy with. Yeah. So that the venues are quality venues, and you know it's hard running six. You know, six. Mm. Of, there's people out there who run a hundred venues, which is just amazing. But yeah. you know, running running six at the moment is hard enough. So yeah. getting just, all those bookings right and all yeah, the functions, getting and, everything yeah. right. Like you know, from when someone looks at our website or makes a call to mm. when someone leaves the venue, there's a thousand things that are going to happen. Mm. Um, we gotta try and get them right every time. Yeah. So it's uh, which you can't do in hospitality. Nah, you can't love keep everyone, everyone love happy, to. unfortunately. We'd love to, but um, we you know we want we just want to get better. Yeah. So whatever that you know, however we can do that, we're trying to do that. So what's what's the hardest thing in hospitality? <sighs> question without notice. Oh, that's a good question. What's the hardest thing in hospitality? Um, Food I, offering I think, or uh, look, a lot of people say staff, and absolutely it is because you, you know, I guess we're owner operators. We're traditional owner operators, so we go into a venue and you look at everything and you care about everything, you care about everyone. So trying to make sure that everyone that we work with has that same attitude is probably the thing I found the most challenging. Yeah. Like, um, I'm I'm pretty critical of what we do, so yeah. when you go in and you say things that aren't the way you like, you'd be like, why is that? So um, in saying that, we're very lucky with the guys that we do work with, but um, at all venues. But I think that's probably that's probably the hardest thing for us, just... Um, you know, getting amaz amazing staff in, in, in all our venues um, is is probably the hardest part of it. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, we do, we do okay. We think we do really well, actually. Yeah, yeah it's a good little family operation, um, yeah. definitely. And, and the staff, I know, definitely know at Market Grounds and at, at Peach Pit. Yeah, uh, yeah are a good little um, tight-knit group. So they I think are. you've done, yeah, you've done a are. good job, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. So, um, a little bit of uh, more Perth surrounding questions now. Yeah, Just yeah, some yeah. short, sharp stuff. Hit me. Um, so you're a Perth boy, obviously. City yep. Beach, Scarborough guy. So City Beach, Scarborough. What, what is your favourite beach? More, okay, so I actually just I moved out of yeah. that City Beach, Scarborough area for the first time in 30 years. I grew up there. Yeah. So I actually just moved to Swanbourne. And we just got an old house there. And uh, I've, I've started taking my boy down to... Swanbourne Beach. Yeah. Not because it's a nude beach. It but is a nude beach. It is yeah. a nude beach. So. I know that. I'm just sitting in the bushes. No, I'm not. I'm just, so it's actually been really good because I get him on the bike and I take him down to the, the shore house for a coffee and then yeah. we go on the playground and go for a swim. So a little bit cooler now. But yeah. um, probably Swanee Beach because I can just whip down there yeah. through Allen Park. Now you're there. a dad. It's just it, things have changed. Things not the Scarborough changed. precinct anymore. No, no, no. Scarborough More precinct is down fun. there. Or parking, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so probably at the moment. Cafe. What's your favourite cafe? That's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I, look, I, I, we've got a little head office on King Street. I actually mm -hmm. whip down to Levine most okay. days, yeah. just on the corner yeah. of King and Wellington. So they do an amazing job and good coffee. They've got a good bacon egg bagel yeah. in the morning, which gets me Important. going, gets the energy levels up and, <laughs> and gets me moving. So Levine, I think, are, are doing a great job. Just 200 metres away, actually, awesome. from Market Grounds. Yeah, awesome. so I whip in there a fair bit. Restaurant. Favourite restaurant. Uh, for me in Perth, that's tough, but I would say the best experience I have in Perth is at Long Chim. So, yep. um, love the food, spicy, salty, mm -hmm. um, the boozer goes with it. they got amazing cocktails, um, good experience. wine list, yeah. just a great experience. Hey, so, getting down, the boxes. In, yeah, going down the basement, the fit out, 
Um, I love that style of food, so long chin, but there's a couple of, there's some good ones around, um, but probably long chin from the experience yes. perspective, I love it. And it's casual, it's not, yeah. you know, not too, um, not, not too, not fine dining, you know, yeah. not too formal, it's just fun. Yeah. And uh, favourite bar? <sighs> favourite bar. So, again, close to head office, I sneak in there mm. a bit, probably more than I should. Yeah. So straight across my office is varnish. So I just whip down into the yeah. little whiskey bar. Just for a bar. few business meetings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some, yeah just to de-stress sometimes. Meetings. Yeah, you need to. So, <laughs> when your dad so gives I, you just your peer review meeting. Yeah, when, <laughs> yeah, it gives me some feedback on how we're going. Um, so I whip in there a little bit more than I should. Yeah. Um, but Andy and, and the guys, they're doing an amazing job. And it's, it's one of the, not original small bars, but it was one of the ones that just set the bar so high. Yeah. Um, they do a, do a really good job. Um, I still love going to some old school pubs and having a few pints and, yep. and having a palmy or a steak sandwich, absolutely. But from a bar perspective, I'd probably whip in a varnish and have, love a, have a boiler maker. Any hidden gems at all <laughs> in <laughs> Perth that uh, I should know about? Any hidden gems? I'd say Dirty Nellies, but they were, can't, can't say Dirty Nellies, you told me before. Any hidden gems? That's a great question. Um, I think Sneaky, Sneaky Tony's is a, is a great little venue. It's yeah. not really hidden anymore because people know about it, yeah. but I think that concept of being... Yeah, it's a great concept, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that concept of being tucked away and, and having... Knock a, on the door, knock say on the, the door, password. Got to yeah. know, nice, know the word. So nice just lighting. the experience of it, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, in gems, yeah, I actually need a bit of time to think <laughs> Sorry, more mate, about that. But the Sneaky Tony's <laughs> one is, is a good one, yeah. Yeah, awesome, mate. Really cool. nice to catch up. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're a good man, good operator, so good luck in the future. Good man, Jimmy. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers. mate.